It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Tuesday morning and Valentine's Day. Definitely a good day for flower shops. You know, they're awfully busy today. It is Valentine's Day. You've got Jill Welke here to do the farm chores, and boy, we've got a lot of stuff lined up. We'll be hearing from Bob and his California trip, and it is Bob's 46th anniversary here on the radio. We've got a little uh, bit of audio sent in from Scott Schultz that we'll be hearing a little bit later on today, and boy, we've got a lot of chores to do, so we probably better get at it. We're going to be talking about legislation. We're going to talk about the Renewable Fuels Association. And I even decided that I was going to write some about Valentine's Day and how agriculture is so important. We'll uh, be hearing from Pam down in Madison. She's going to have some audio about Prop 22 and that has to do with how you house your hogs. And, you know, it started, the Prop 22 started out in California, and that's a little bit of ways away from Wisconsin. But we'll find out more about what's going on with that. And we better get looking at some weather, first of all. Yeah, I thought it was kind of balmy out there this morning on my drive-in, and I don't know if Kristen gave you the animal count yesterday, but I'll give you the one I had this morning. I ended up with three deer and one I stopped in the middle of the road and said, excuse me, you need to get off the road, a raccoon and a rabbit. So stuff is out there moving. I think with the warmer weather this morning, they are just ready to move around. Uh, Right here in Eau Claire, our temperature is 31 degrees today and our weather is going to look Rain is likely this afternoon, but we're going to get up to 43 degrees tonight, a low of 34. Tomorrow, 35 and windy. Tomorrow night, 15. And then we get a little bit colder for Thursday, 22 and breezy. Friday, 25 and partial sun. Saturday, we're going to be rebounding again and get to 40. Sunday, 39 and Monday, 37. So it's you know, it is February. We get such a variety of uh, weather out there. And uh, we're just going to get started with what we've got going. We've got to get a bunch of chores done. And we'll get this audio in about, from Bob and his California trip, plus Bob and his 46th anniversary. Happy Valentine's Day this morning. We better get at those chores because they just don't wait for us. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, here we're rolling right into 5 o'clock. We've got some news to get to and a whole lot of chores. And here we are on Wax 104.5. We're going to start rolling with the national news at 5 o'clock. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. The suspect who opened fire, killing three people and critically wounding five others on the campus of Michigan State University is dead. MSU Police Interim Deputy Chief Chris Rossman held a news conference overnight. That suspect 
is a 43-year-old male, not affiliated in any way with Michigan State University. Officials say he took his own life as he was approached by police not far from where Monday's shootings occurred. A significant portion of the payload from a Chinese spy balloon that was shot down earlier this month is being recovered. More from Brian Shook. That's according to a U.S. official who on Monday noted that a crane lifted the equipment from waters off South Carolina. The payload measured as much as 30 feet long and included all of the craft's tech gear and antennas. Search and recovery efforts had been stopped late last week due to bad weather and rough seas. The surveillance balloon was shot down by the U.S. military after it flew across the country for several days. I'm Brian Shook. As many as 26 states are under snow and wind alerts as a pair of storm systems move across the country. Meteorologists say the first storm could bring a foot of snow to parts of Colorado, Oregon, and Washington. Areas west of the Rockies are already under a winter storm watch. A second storm is expected to bring severe weather from the south to the Ohio Valley. The region will likely see heavy thunderstorms and rain beginning Wednesday and Thursday. Changes to school nutrition programs to push more fruits, vegetables, and whole grains saw a reduction in the body mass indexes in kids and teens. That's according to a new study out by JAMA Pediatrics that followed kids between the ages of 5 and 18 between 2005 and 2020. Previous research had indicated that school meals were linked to childhood obesity before stricter guidelines were introduced. And the death toll from the devastating earthquakes that struck Turkey and Syria is now more than 37,000. The vast majority of those deaths are in Turkey. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're just getting started, but California, Bob has been to California and he sent back audio. And I am supposed to share it with you, but luckily I had three young ladies come in. The Wisconsin State FFA officers, I've got the president, I've got a vice president, and, well, I have two vice presidents, don't I? Oh, she's the reporter, isn't she? Well, I have Casey Dank, I have Heidi Stry, she's vice president for Section 2, and I have Kendra Goplin, she's the reporter for Section 3. We'll be hearing some from them as soon as they're brave enough to talk on the microphones, but first, we're going to hear from Bob. We continue looking at agriculture and looking at California on our Wax Holiday Vacations farm tour. And we've got some folks from down the Alma Center and also the Stanley area, Stanley Boyd area. And uh, that's Tim and Kay Marn. Kay, you've seen some things, uh, some bridges here a little bit bigger we got in Chippewa County. Yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge is an awesome icon to ever for everyone to see. If you get the chance to get out here, it's just amazing. The size and uh, just to see it is just great. When you see it in uh, relationship to the environment it's in, it's awesome how they built it or anything. Oh, it's amazing. I just can't believe how big it is and how long it is. It's just it's just beautiful. You definitely have to come out and see it. Was it more fun to have getting a chance to go over the top of it rather than just looking at it and crossing the bridge itself? Oh, it was super cool. The scenery around it is amazing. Yes, definitely a beautiful place to be. You've been out in this country before? I have not. Worth it? For sure, definitely. All right, that's Kay. Tim is also with us, and I know you're waiting to see uh, California dairy, and we'll catch up with you after that, but uh, San Francisco and the wine country, not bad. Yes, it was beautiful scenery today on the wine uh, train tour up through the Napa Valley. It was amazing to see all the sights, and uh, with the mountains behind the vineyards, it was very, very aesthetically. I would think some of these crop scouts for the co-op would uh, have a lot of fun with all the yellow rocket around here. Yeah, they go crazy. I can't believe that you see that girl out here. It looks to do 
a very prolific job of, uh, they call it a cover crop, we call it a weed, so you decide. So, <laughs> But, uh, and the weather changes, San Francisco to where we are now in the Napa Valley. Oh, beautiful sun. Sunny day today, 70 degrees. Uh, you can get along without a jacket compared to yesterday. We were in the 50s and rain in the morning. Yeah, it's beautiful weather up here. Absolutely. And we'll see how they milk cows here shortly. Yep. Looking forward to it. All right. That's Tim Meyer from over in the Stanley Boyd area. Now let's talk to Larson from down in the uh, Alma Center country. Sarah is with us first. And uh, Sarah, how'd you guys decide to come on this trip in the first place? Well, we haven't really taken a vacation in 27 years. And we I signed up and said, well, if you're not coming with me, I'll find somebody to go with me. <laughs> <laughs> Did it take him long to make his decision? Well, a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> so what, uh, and again, we're just, uh, you know, really getting into it, but we've had done some really neat things in San Francisco, especially. The tour of San Francisco was really interesting, and to go all the way up onto those Twin Peaks and look down upon how close people live to each other. It's amazing. It really is. Did you enjoy riding the cable car? Yes, that was fun. You ever done that before? You ever been out here before? No, no, no. Never been out here, and it was really interesting to watch the guy, you know, drive it and pull those big bars back and use that foot control and yeah interesting it is a city of hills it definitely is did you get a chance to walk in them no not really no well, you got to come back and do that suppose we will <laughs> all right richard's also with us and uh, richard uh, when she said she wants to go you did say okay well i had a little bit of shock at first but then uh, decided maybe i'd tag along and uh you know as we said we're really just getting into it what have you thought for san francisco and then the first night we took that drive over the bay bridge and looked back over the lit up city oh it was wonderful almost undescribable the cable cars i liked the most and the gentleman that was running it was a card and it was watching him run the levers and then especially when we got on the top and going down the hill and it was very interesting. It's a lot different riding them and watching them on TV, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is. You think you're going to put any vineyards up uh, on the farm out there in Alma Center country? Well, I don't know about that. Cows are enough. Yes. You yes. looking forward to seeing a California dairy? Sure am. It'll be interesting, especially right. the way I still do it. Yeah, that's right. They do it different all over the country. Yep. Again, the license here and uh, Richard also with us from the Alma Center area as we continue a beautiful farm tour in California. I'm Bob Bosold. Well, Bob is in California, and he's still touting that he's going to go to Scotland and Ireland in August. But we need to stay here in Eau Claire. Our temperature right now here in Eau Claire is 31. Medford, 26. Rice Lake, 29. Wausau, 31. And clear with some clouds. Green Bay, 32 and clear. Marshfield, 28. Lacrosse, 39. Madison, 33 and clear. And Milwaukee, 34 and clear. And today... For our weather, we're supposed to reach on up to 43 degrees with rain likely this afternoon. And tonight, our low is 34. Tomorrow, 35 and windy. That's going to blow in some colder weather for Thursday and a high of 22. We need to get at our chores. So, our markets are our first job. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As promised, we've got to get to our markets. Well, we'll start out with our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 157 to 164, with mixed at 141 to 156. Choice-fed beef heifers are 157 to 164, with mixed at 142 to 154. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 135 to 141 and a half, with select and silage-fed steers 113 to 135. Cows are 77 to 96 with bulls at 84 to a dollar. Butcher hogs are 53 to 69. Sows are 52 to 62 with boars at 25 to 28. 
There's no quote from Shorn Market Lambs. Unshorn Market Lambs are 125 to 142 with a top of 148. Feeder lambs are 150 to 310. Ewes are 55 to 90. Small goats are 210 and down. Medium goats are 190 and down. Large goats are 135 to 330 with nanny goats at 55 to 290. And our Mercantile Exchange, our futures markets, live cattle for February, 162.27.5, up $1.07. April, 165.10, up $1.15. June, 160.42.5, up $67.5. And our feeder cattle for March, 187.20, up $0.80. April 191.60 up 92.5 cents. May 195.57.5 up a dollar two. And our lean hog carcasses February 75.82.5 a down five cents. April 86.35 up three dollars and two cents. And May 95.50 up two dollars and thirty cents. And we'll roll on over to our Chicago Board of Trade March corn. 685, no change from yesterday. March oats, 369, down four cents. March soybeans, 1541, down a penny. And our March soybean meal, $502 a ton, down $2. Wheat for March, 790, down two cents. And rolling on over to our cheese markets. Barrels, 157.5, no change from yesterday. 40 pound blocks, 187 and a quarter, up a penny. Gray double A butter, 243 and a half up two and two and a quarter cents. Class three milk futures, February seven, <clears throat> excuse me, 1794 unchanged from yesterday. March 1801 down five cents. April 1837 down two cents and May 1885 up eight cents. And that market is mixed going up and down and variable. That's a look at our markets. We're going to get through some more chores, and then we'll be hearing from some young ladies. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I think I got some young ladies out of bed early this morning just so they could come talk on the radio. And up first, I've got the Wisconsin State FFA President, Casey Dank. And she's from, hails from Mondovi, but she was willing to make the trip in, and she's been traveling around a bit. Last week, she was on an adventure. Where did you go? Last week, Ms. Zimmerman and I traveled to D.C. for less than 24 hours, so it was a fast trip. But we went to D.C. and visited Microsoft and learned about their deep connection within Wisconsin and what they're trying to do to promote opportunities for FFA members and 4-H members across the United States. Tell me about that connection. So we learned about opportunities that they have and how they're trying to create more opportunities for members and students to participate in. One thing that was super interesting to learn about was their grand farm in North Dakota, where they have a farm where they actually do production agriculture, but they allow FFA chapters to come out and students can learn more about precision agriculture, but also they can become drone certified. And one quote that I really took away from the week was, Talent is everywhere, but opportunities are not. So Microsoft is trying to conquer that and make sure that there's opportunities everywhere for FFA members and students. Well, I think that sounds like a great adventure to go out there. But isn't the uh, executives from Microsoft, aren't they from Wisconsin? Yeah, it's kind of funny. We traveled all the way to Washington, D.C. just to meet some more Wisconsinites. But it was really cool to be be surrounded 
by some fellow Wisconsin members in the room. There's, they're made basically from Appleton, but there's also some from Marshfield. So me and Mrs. Zimmerman thought it was pretty cool to build all the connections. Well, thanks, Casey, for that update. We better get through some more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Pam Yonke. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Animal agriculture and especially pork producers continue to monitor the U.S. Supreme Court for a verdict on Proposition 12. I'm Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Prop 12 is something that started in California but could have ramifications for animal agriculture across the United States. I talked about it with Michael Formica. He's a staff member of the National Pork Producers Council working with federal agencies, the White House, and congressional lawmakers on any issues impacting pork producers. He starts off by explaining what many people don't realize about Proposition 12 and also goes on to explain how the industry is choosing to react on what is unknown right now. So, you know, it's a ballot initiative. Um, it's a law. So I say ballot initiative. It's a law in California, but it wasn't passed in the normal process where the the, the House and the Senate right. debate it, they have hearings, they learn about it, vote on it, and the governor signs it. They simply put a question to voters on Election Day, do you want to prevent cruelty to farm animals, yes or no? And who's going to vote no for that? So it passes. Um, but that's all the voters see. They don't see the 178 pages of regulations and of, of statutory language that you know, that are going to require all these farms across the country to undergo major, major revisions because almost no pork is raised in California. It all comes from, from elsewhere. And those farms are going to have to make a choice. Do they want to... You know, do, do they want to make these costly, burdensome revisions that farmers think are not in the interest, the welfare interest of of these sows? And so it becomes a it becomes a moral dilemma. So within agriculture, it's about pigs and pig farming. But what the Supreme Court and the cases now before the Supreme Court is looking at is you know is a balancing of moral choices because in this case it's pigs and pig farming, but in another case. You know, maybe it's about union-made goods versus you know non-union-made goods, or about immigration, um, or you know it's about you know what kind of health care that an employer may or may not may or may not offer, uh, and do we really want to live in a country where you know four states, so California, Texas, Florida, and New York, um, because of the size of their markets? Are the only ones uh, who can tell you know? Are the only ones who get get any say and and actually will tell everyone else how to live their lives and right. that's not that's not the country we have. Right. right, and that's exactly why it's ended up in front of the Supreme Court. Now, Michael, you've followed Prop 12 since its inception. What have you learned? Tell me about what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, partners that have come together to help keep the conversation moving. Yeah, so that's a great that's a great question, and and this has been a this has been a, a, a great a great experience, great learning experience, um, a, a, a great experience to actually sell a good story, to tell the good story 
of agriculture. So, you know, initially we have ag group. So it's NPPC. The American Farm Bureau Federation has been with us from day one. They've been a, a fantastic fantastic partner. Zippy, uh, President Zippy Duval is, is here. His staff uh, have been fantastic to work with. Uh, and they understand this big picture because farmers are going to be impacted everywhere. Uh, the North American Meat Institute, right? So what you would, what you would expect. Um, but then one of the first things we did was go out to California and and begin, you know, talking to legislature, legislators out there, you know, policymakers, but also talking to you know, how do how do you convince someone in California to care about a farm in Iowa? They don't. You know, elect, the governor doesn't care. A state senator, state delegate doesn't care. But they do care about people in California, and ultimately, those people in California are going to see a loss of protein choices. And pork is. You know, pork is delicious, it's affordable, it's nutritious, uh, and it's the protein of choice for most Californians. So, okay, let's talk to let's talk to the grocery stores, let's talk to the restaurants. Uh, next thing we know, we're talking to the Diversity Council, we're talking to the Asian Chamber, we're talking to uh, Latino restaurants, we're talking to the Hispanic Chamber, um, educating all of them. None of them knew about this. There's a big ballot initiative in California, but they had no idea because there's so many of these, and and they had no idea that this was gonna this was gonna if you've got if you're a Hispanic uh, Mexican restaurant owner, uh, especially in California, half the items on your menu are based on pork. You you can't get pork anymore. You're now you're out of you're out of business. This is a big big problem, and so we've got we educated them, we got them involved, and in, you know, and that 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 light bulb clicked quick for them and you know and they became very very active strong partners there uh, you know and then that effort just it, you know it, it grows naturally and so one you know one restaurant owner talks to his you know his his, his competitor but they're also in the same industry across the street um, you know we have we had the Golden Gate Restaurant Association and, you know businesses in San Francisco going to bat for us yeah um, then you know legislators start paying attention because oh we didn't well we didn't realize that we actually didn't file suit we we challenged prop 12 but those groups on their own filed suit to stop prop 12 from going into effect while our case was pending because they don't want to lose access to to pork and so they and they were successful doing that and so that's a you know that's a great that's a great story of partnership and, and coalition building that can happen um, but you have to talk to the people on the ground there and think differently about the issue, right? It wasn't at that point. It wasn't a story of what's going on on a farm in Iowa. It's what's going on in a kitchen, you know, in in Fresno or in in Los Angeles. Michael Formica, along with us from the National Pork Producers Council, we're talking about Prop 12. Now, although we're still awaiting the Supreme Court's verdict. There have been, this has made people change some things. I mean, you talk about restaurant owners. It was making headlines when Prop 12 started catching some attention on people hoarding bacon. And, I mean, people did react pretty quickly to this. Yeah, and, you know, 
but at this point, most people are, are aware of the supply chain issues that are that are happening here. Um, but I think you know the, the agriculture pork industry can take a lot of credit for um, really really starting that supply chain conversation because we were look we were at this point where Proposition 12 was going to take effect. And California, you know, the animal rights group said this is simple. It, it, this is an easy thing to do. Well, California was, you know, at that point was two years late. It, they ended up being three years late. It took them three years extra to write the rules to on how to even comply with Proposition 12. Um, and how, as a you know, as a pork producer, how do you comply with something where the rules aren't written? But as a restaurant owner, how do you comply with something where in in California you don't know? Um, and so, you know, a lot of you know, again, those partners started raising a lot of concern in California, and a couple of news stories quickly began, um, you know, pick interest. Um, the Los Angeles Times called it Bacon Gate, and once they called it Bacon Gate, it 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 it, it blew up. It blew up. AP did a story, um, and and it and it's everywhere. And uh, what if the pork producers that, like you said, initially saw this as a freight train to their business were they ready to walk away from california i mean tell me a little bit more about the conversations you've been having as this has gradually moved forward michael uh, yeah so that is um you know it's a massive it's a massive massive market so nobody wants to walk away from it and the other thing with california is you know california is 80 percent of the west coast so even if you wanted to walk away from california um you know 30 percent california's 15 percent of the market 30 percent of the market is export markets all of those exports all that pork that gets sent you know to to asia most of it goes through ports in california well you know and we keep learning more about this prop 12 and i think we mostly need to step up talk about things that are going on so our voices are heard because without us taking the value of learning this legislation and understanding what's going on well we got out of that thanks pam and we need to be hearing from rocky olson premier livestock he'll be coming in next feeding information to the folks who feed you wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report and as promised I've got a special person to introduce our premier livestock. Hi, I'm Heidi Stry, Wisconsin FFA State Vice President, and here is Rocky Olson. Hey, thanks, Heidi. Uh, we'll tell you all about the market reports here at Premier Livestock. Uh, yesterday, Monday, uh, we had a large auction. We sold over 1,100 head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers 139 to 152. Selected low choice 125 to 138. Choice beef steers and heifers 140 to 158. Market cows also traded stronger. High yielding cows from 82 to 98. Most cows 68 to 81. Market bulls stronger high-yielding bulls from 93 to a dollar eight. Uh, once again, uh, continued uh, strong markets on the organic cows. Uh, they're sold every Monday. Majority of the organic cows bring in 120 to 140 per pound. Newborn Holstein bull calves also strong, uh, selling mostly from 100 to 215 dollars per head. Your beef calves 150 to 400. 
Holstein heifer calves 20 to 75. Today, Tuesday, uh, we'll have a regular feeder cattle auction. We'll also sell uh, all classes of market cattle and calves. Uh, next special feeder cattle auction will be next week, Tuesday. Uh, we're at February 21st. We're going to expect 800 to 1,000 head of feeder cattle. Really got a nice lineup for that sale. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we'll have our hay auction at 9.30. Dairy cattle auction sell at 11. Some extremely fancy uh Holstein uh, fresh cows for the sale tomorrow. Really nice lineup, more than usual, of some top quality Holstein spring and heifers. Uh, full detailed list of those consignments and market reports at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, questions, give us a call anytime. We're always glad to hear from you. Uh, 715-229-2500. A uh, couple things, don't forget, we're out in the country every day looking at livestock. If you'd like us to take a look at yours, uh, we'd be glad to do that. Also, a, a reminder, we got our large machinery uh, farm equipment auction March 24th, 4th. Uh, call in those uh, large equipment consignments this week yet. If you'd like a better rate on the commission, uh, this will be your last week to get that. So we're getting ads in the paper this week. Ads went out yesterday. They'll continue to go out through the week. Uh, like I said, nice, nice lineup of equipment for that sale. So any questions, give us a call. And that's the way it shaped up at uh, Premier Livestock. Uh, well, it sounds like me to me that you're just staying so busy. Do you ever see a real big influx with the weather going, being a little bit warmer? Yeah, it come hay season a little bit will slow down for sure. Yeah. In the, the hot, the heat of the summer, but otherwise been pretty steady all year. Oh, I noticed. And I see, I know I looked up your uh, horse sale that Bob always seems to pick on you about, and it's March 3rd, right? March 3rd. Thanks uh, for the reminder on that. All right. <laughs> Well, Rocky, you have a great day. All right. Have a nice day, too. And that was Rocky Olson from from Premier Livestock. We've got to get through a few more chores, and then we'll be taking a look at the weather. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as promised, it's 26 minutes before 6 o'clock. And Mike, I think he's off the deck kind of nice to be able to go out on the deck in the mornings again, isn't it? Yeah, it is, especially when you don't have to wear the beanie out there either. <laughs> then we could just see if you did your hair or not in the morning. Yeah, well, the good thing is I'm getting a cut today, and Judy Clark always gives me a hard time because I say, oh, I've got the lion's mane going on now, and because it, she knows how short I like to keep it. I think that's a thing from being in the military, but... Uh, yeah, she uh, she always loves to give me a hard time for that. So, yes, the lion's mane gets trimmed today. Well, that's good. Well, I always look at it as less shampoo, right? Exactly. I save money that way. Absolutely. We better talk some weather instead of just talking about your nice hairdo. Well, yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of shampoo, Mother Nature has given us some showers today, being that we are starting to see some clouds roll in and eventually will give way to widespread rain, which we could see some of those rates of rainfall becoming rather moderate to heavy at times. And by the time this is all said and done, going into tomorrow morning, we could have anywhere from a half inch to potentially an inch and even some locally higher amounts of rainfall, which is rather substantial for this time of year. Otherwise, highs today, another mild one into the mid-40s. But tomorrow, we start to see those temperatures drop throughout the day, falling to around the mid-20s by the latter half of the afternoon. And this sets up a much cooler but dry end to the work week with a mostly cloudy sky on Thursday. May have some snow showers towards the southern part of the state, but our highs will be into the low 20s. Now, Thursday night, we could see those overnight lows approaching the zero-degree mark, but we'll be back into the mid to upper 20s on Friday as sunshine returns. 
But that cool down's not lasting very long, as this weekend we'll have some clouds rolling back in, but we'll be back into the upper 30s and low 40s to take us into the start of next week. We start to see highs dipping just a little bit, but still well above average into the upper 30s for Washington's birthday. Right now, though, we have a temperature of 29 degrees in Eau Claire as clouds start to filter in. Well, and everything I say, I say we are getting one day closer to spring. That we are. So, uh, yeah, pretty soon was it March 20th is the equinox. So just a little over a month away, Jill. Nice. Yep. Well, you have a great day. You too. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And that was Mike Dandrea telling us about our weather. We need to get through a little bit more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Morgan McCarthy. She's in the house. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as promised, Morgan is here to tell us about the news. That my clicker is going the wrong way. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Police in Chippewa Falls think they have a serial catalytic converter thief behind bars. This was yesterday. Officers say they arrested 33-year-old Brandon Gee. You know, he was wanted in connection to 15 different catalytic converter thefts in our area. Gee is also wanted for burglary and other crimes in Eau Claire and wanted in Dunn County as well. Chippewa Falls detectives say more charges in more cases could be coming. Continuing in the courts, it's prison time for the Eau Claire man who stole guns, ammo, and some rocket launch. A judge in Eau Claire yesterday gave 53-year-old Sean Galloway five years in prison as Galloway pleaded no contest to charges that he stole 15 guns, thousands of rounds of ammunition, and rocket launchers during a break-in in the town of Drammen last fall. Two other people in the case have already pleaded guilty as well. They're due to be sentenced next month. It was in Brookfield yesterday afternoon that... Officer Peter Jerby. batch number 3422 of the Milwaukee Police Department. End of watch. February 7th, 2023. May you rest in peace. We have to watch from here. Milwaukee, please clear. As Milwaukee paid final respects on Monday to slain police officer Peter Gervain, police chief Jeffrey Norman addressing the family. On behalf of the Milwaukee Police Department, we offer our deepest condolences to our family, the Gervain family. Please know this. We don't walk in front of you. We don't walk behind you. We walk with you as we heal together. Jerving died last week in a struggle with a 19-year-old robbery suspect who also died. Jerving was 37 years old. As we look to the political stage, Eau Claire's voting machines are getting a once-over election managers with the city testing machines and election equipment ahead of next week's primary. And you can find more info online, always with an easy click, at 715newsroom.com. Well, with the big game in the books and football behind us, maybe you're getting ready to put on the Brew Crew gear and cheer on baseball. Just a heads up, promotional calendar is out for our Brewers. Three bobblehead games on there. A couple of jerseys. I think I saw a Yeti tumbler and a bucket hat as well. You can check out that promotional schedule and easy click online. You just got to stop in the dugout first. We got you covered at 715newsroom.com. And on this Valentine's Day, Owl give you something to hoot about. Turns out Flacco, the uh, owl that recently escaped from a New York City zoo, is quite the Hunter. When Flacco flew the coop at the Central Park Zoo earlier this month, bird lovers worried he wouldn't be able to survive after dining on catered zoo food for the past 10 years. But Flacco is proving the naysayers wrong. He was seen dining on street fare, hunting and eating rats over the weekend, doing city dwellers and Mayor Adams a big favor, and posing for selfies with those large orange eyes. I'm Sarah Lee Kessler. And no matter who your own personal Valentine is today... Hoping you have a day filled with love. We take it back to the bar, and we all love doing chores with Joe Welke in the morning right here on Wax 104.5. Turns out... 
Well, we're getting kind of tight for time, so we're going to take out some of those Bob bumpers, and we're going to just let you hear from the word. I've got Kendra Goplin. She is the Wisconsin State FFA reporter. She comes from Whitehall. And this coming week, you guys are having a big week with FFA week, but you've got something special happening on Monday. What's going on? We sure are. We get to kick off National FFA Week down at the Capitol with FFA Day on the Hill. This is going to give FFA members the opportunity to learn how to advocate for FFA and agricultural education to our state legislators. Now, do you just send a whole bunch of kids down there and they just run amok? Or what are you doing before you get down there? No, so members and us will arrive down in Madison on Sunday night. We're going to go through some training to find out really what is the most effective way to talk to our legislators and what are some key points to kind of key in on, give some takeaway sheets and really get those members diving in deep with some training and then actually get their feet wet and going to do it. Do you know how many are expected to show up? I know I've heard an awful lot of talk, and I know there's a lot of FFAs that are heading down there. Are all the state officers going to be there? All the state officers will be there. I don't know a number of members off the top of my head, but I know we've reached our max. So the FFA Day on the Hill is on? Uh, Day on the Hill is on the 20th, Monday. And that's to kick off FFA Week. And we better get through some more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Heidi and more on FFA Week. This is Wax, former assistant farm director Scott Schultz. I'm taking a few moments to congratulate my longtime friend, Bob Bosold, on his 46th anniversary of being behind that microphone as Wax's farm director. Now, it should be noted that I didn't say my old friend, even though he's, well, you know... Bob's earned and received nearly every broadcasting award there is to receive, but I know Bob well enough to understand how the best reward is his listeners being up so early in the morning to listen to his voice for so many years. His smile is as golden as his voice when he's out meeting the many people who've become his rural Wisconsin family. It's been a running joke of mine that, during my travels across rural Wisconsin, I'm often approached and asked where Bob is before they say hello to me. That honestly still happens occasionally, even in my retirement. But it's my honor to reply that Bob is right where he belongs, behind his wax microphone. It's the shank of the day, baby, which means it's time to say congratulations to you, Bob, and then get on with those morning chores. Oh, and by the way, happy Valentine's Day, big fella. Well, thanks, Scott, for that little ditty. Um, I know they worked together for a while. Now, Scott is laps of luxury. I don't know if he's doing any traveling, though. I think Bob is still the winner of all the traveling. Well, as promised, I have some of these state officers in here. And right now, we get to hear from the Wisconsin State FFA Vice President Heidi Stry from Section 2 FFA Week. What are some of the activities going on out there? Yeah, absolutely. So Kendra talked about FFA Day on the Hill, um, but we also have a few other activities throughout the week. So we actually have the National FFA President, Andrew Seibel, coming to visit some of the chapters here in Wisconsin. So we are so excited for him to come. 
Do you have some activities for him too, or does he just kind of get to hang out? So he's going to be visiting a few chapters around the state, and he's actually visiting the new Richmond FFA chapter and the Osseo Fair Child FFA chapter located right here in Section 2. So he's going to be kind of touring their chapters, um, their school farm. I know he's going to have an assembly for all the students, just teach them about FFA and leadership. So he just gets to mix and mingle and just get to meet everybody and the whole state officer team. Well, that was my next question because I was wondering if you were going to put him to work too. Yes, so he's just going to be coming in. I think he's putting on a few workshops for the students and you know, really just get to talk to all those members, get them super excited about FFA and just really promote FFA week. Well, that's really good to hear. And, you know, last year with Courtney Zimmerman being the national officer, I really got to rub elbows with some of those national officers. And they are so well put together and they've got so much to say. And it's really something proud to something to be proud of. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, I feel like we're running a little bit behind it. This is 549. Here in Eau Claire, and it's 29 degrees, but we need to hear from Hot Eamon and the Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady with the high-yielding choice beef steers and heifers 155 to 162. Choice and select beef steers and heifers 144 to 154. The dairy cross steers 135 to 150. The high-yielding choice Holstein steers 138 to 146. Choice and select Holstein steers 127 to 137. With the unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers 126 and down. Cow market steady with the high yielding cows 80 to 90, topping at 92. Cutters and utilities 64 to 79 with the low yielding and canner cows 63 and down. Organic market today with the results from the February 13th sale with most organic cows bringing 124 to 139. Thin and small cows 103 to 123 with the organic steers and heifers 128 to 143. Bull market steady in most bulls 85 to a dollar with the thin full and bulls over a ton discount at 84 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with the quality Holstein bull calves bringing a dollar to a dollar eighty. The quality Holstein heifer calves forty cents to one ten. The quality beef bulls two fifty to three eighty five. Quality beef heifers two dollars to three twenty five for the light and poor quality calves ten to sixty cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, February fifteenth, starting at ten a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Aim to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. And we're just staying hopping here. Thanks, Hot, for that update from the Sparta Equity. And as promised, you know, we get those equity guys. We've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford on the line, ready to tell us about what's going on in Stratford. Well, Dylan, good morning to you and the young ladies in the studio. And just a uh... Just have a second here before we get to the market report. Certainly want to echo what uh, Scott Schultz had a few minutes ago about 40, what is it, Bob, 46 years at WAX? 40, Unbelievable. 46 years, and he's on, but he's on vacation. You know, he spends a lot of time doing that. Well, when, you, when you've got that much seniority, you can kind of do what you want to, I think. So, Absolutely. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we better do the market report from yesterday. And again, uh, good morning, everyone, and Jill, thank you. And uh, this is a summary from yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford. Cow market steady to strong yesterday, high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows. We're selling from 82 up to 93. Most of the cows at yesterday's auction selling between 58 and 81. Thinner cows, light carcass cows, 57 and below. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling from 85 to a dollar. Lighter weight bulls, 83 and below. 
Uh, we'll have an update on the Fed cattle trade later in the week. Most of those will be sold at our Wednesday auction. And on the uh, calf market, a very strong market again on bull calves and, and beef calves on Monday's auction. Good quality bull calves weighing 90 to 130 pounds. Uh, selling from 100 to 220. Uh, a lot of top quality bull calves from 220 to 240. Heifer calves, uh, limited demand this week so far, 40 and below. Again, a very strong market on these beef calves, 175 to 400, topping at 415 on the black calves. Yesterday's sale. Tuesday here at Stratford, busy day. Uh, we've got the hay auction this morning starting at 10 o'clock. Folks, if you're looking for hay, we got a nice selection of hay today. We do have small squares. We've got round bales of first crop, round bales of second crop, and we've got some 3 by 3 by 7 first crop mixed hay bales. So a lot of hay today. That'll be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock, we'll move into the uh, market auction. We sell organic market cows here every Tuesday, as that will be also today, followed by the conventional cows. And just a reminder, our next uh, feeder cattle sale will be tomorrow at 12.30. So, Jill, that's what we have for everyone this morning. And, again, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And uh, uh, those young ladies are uh, going down to Madison uh, next week, I believe they said. Well, uh, maybe uh, you could stay for a couple weeks, and maybe we'll get something done down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's always the goal, right? Yes, it is. So <laughs> They definitely had some great ideas, and it's a great support for agriculture and the FFA. Now, are the, are the ladies still in the studio there with you, Jill? Or? They are. Well, I just want to, as long as they know, um, make sure after Jill gets off the air that you guys get in the wax limousine and go out to a big fancy place for breakfast because uh, uh, wax will pay for that, you know, so. Oh, okay. I'll talk to the boss. Well, <laughs> that, that'd be you, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> At this moment, yes. You have okay. a great day, Jerry. You also, and thank you much. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We've got to get through a few more chores, and then it's on to markets. Have a happy Valentine's Day. I'm Bob Bosold. Thanks, Bob, for that update. We've got one more set of markets to get to, but they are brought to us by... And it is time for our markets, sponsored by Northside Elevator. Chicago Board of Trade, March corn, 685 oats. 369 soybeans 1541 and our country elevator prices a wheat and grain chippa falls location 630 for corn 1483 for beans connersville location 630 and 1478 golden plump in arcadia 650 for corn Baldwin, 640 and 1473. Duran, 635 and 1467. Mondovi, 640 and 1472 for beans. Elmwood, 640 for corn, 1477 for beans. Fall Creek, 626 for corn, 1452 for beans. Osseo, 645 for corn and 1477 for beans. I jumped right over the corn on that one. Elk Mound, 636 and 1478. Sparta, 635 and 1467. Ellsworth, 618 and 1424. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, 635 and 1477. Arcady Location, 648 and 1479. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville. 651, Stanley, 640, New Richmond, 632, and rolling on over to our cheese markets, barrels, 157 and a half, no change from yesterday, 40 pound blocks, 187 and a quarter, up a penny, gray double A butter, 243 and a half, up two and a quarter cents, and our class three milk futures, February, 
1794 on change from yesterday. March 1801, down five cents. April 1837, down two cents. And that's what I have for you. We've got a few more chores to get through. But I would like to say thank you to our state officers, state FFA officers, giving us an update on what's happening next week for our National FFA Week. What do you think, guys? Is it good to get up in the morning? Oh, yeah, it's great. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, they are kind of bright-eyed. They do have big smiles on their faces, so I think we had a pretty good time. Our weather today, 43 for a high, afternoon rain, tonight 34, tomorrow 35, and then windy. So the cold is going to be coming in with a high on Thursday of 22. And that's what I have for you on Wax 104.5. We'll finish up our chores, but remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.